Today on Unexpected Hauntings, we're going to be talking about Ouija boards. That's right, Ouija boards. First off, we're going to be talking about the history of Ouija boards and why they pose a threat. Secondly, we're going to be talking about personal stories online about their experiences with Ouija boards. And thirdly, we're going to be talking about my personal story of using a Ouija board. But most importantly, we're going to be learning how to properly close a Ouija board. Now buckle your seats, listeners, write a review, and subscribe on our Apple podcast. And get ready for an eye-opening podcast of hauntings beyond your wildest fears. Get ready for the Ouija board special. What's going on, everyone? Ben Shields here, and you're listening to Unexpected Hauntings. Yes, you got that right. Unexpected Hauntings right here today. And we're going to also be talking about the platforms, of course, that you saw in the promo video. We have Apple Podcast, and we are going to be streaming that straight off of Simplecast. For you guys here so make sure to hit that subscribe button and also uh, write us a little bit of a review and um, tell us what you guys think about um, unexpected hauntings in the season two of that is to come so um, also unexpected hauntings 739 at gmail.com we would love to uh, hear from you guys on that and just write in your own stories to unexpected hauntings 739 at gmail.com well um, I know it's it's a big struggle today with the coronavirus um, I've actually um, been quarantining myself um, for the past couple of days um, just quarantining myself in the recording studio um, area and just um, trying to stay as clean as possible during this trying and hard time um, because there was someone that was pretty much that I came across of and um, that has the coronavirus I'm not going to say any words or names um, but just don't want to spread that out to anyone I have people that I live with that are at high risk of catching coronavirus but guys just stay out there stay clean um, and just stay within six feet if you can um, of people and try and wash your hands as frequently as you can but anyways here let's head back into um, the Ouija board special and we are going to be talking about right now the history of Ouija boards here and I'm going to be flipping some pages here because I have in my hands um, just the history of Ouija board and where it came from so we know that it's been used in a lot of movies of course um, and a lot of people think that it's, it's a my bad if I can English for you guys publicity stunt but um, if you use it the right way and if you um, have the right mindset the Ouija boards can be used um, so also let's see I've got some um, some papers in front of me um, let's see um, so let's just go off from where does the Ouija board come from I'm actually reading this off of a documentary 
um, online so I don't want to take any credit for this this is off of time.com and um, basically it says its origins are still shrouded in mystery but in 1886 a few things happened there was an associated press story about a new talking board about new talking boards taking over northern Ohio so we knew talking boards existed in Ohio but a man named Charles Kennard lived in Chestertown Maryland claimed to invent the board that would become eventually the Ouija board he asked a man who worked right next to him E.C. Reich Hopefully I said that right. A cabinet maker and coffin maker to make a few. So Reich later claims he came up with the idea too and that Charles Kennard took it from him and went on to make it into a business. So we don't really know who came up with the idea. It's a huge hit in Chesterton uh, from 1886 to 1890. Then Kennard goes to Baltimore and meets Elijah Bond, a lawyer, in April 1890. We think April 25th, they have a seance with Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, whom Bond calls a strong medium. Where they ask the board what it wants to be called, it spells out O-U-I-G-A. And when they ask what that means, the board spells out, good luck. The building where the seance happened was still there. 529 North Charles Street. It's, it's at 711. So Elijah Bond files for the pa pa patent. And the, pa the, my bad, patent, I think it is. Yeah, so Elijah Bond files for the patent. And the patent office says, you have to prove it works. A grandson of Helen Peters says his grandmother told his family this story. Bond took Peters to the patent office in Washington, D.C. They showed it to the first clerk who says, I don't want to be a laughing stock. They get the chief clerk who says, if that contraption can spell out my name, then you've got my patent. Peters takes out the Ouija board. It spells his name. The chief clerk, visibly shaken, says, Okay, you've got your patent, but the patent doesn't talk about why it works. Spirit communication devices took off during the Civil War when there was massive amounts of death when every family lost a father, son, grandpa, or nephew. If victims didn't have ID, they couldn't return the body. So these spirit communication devices were used to answer questions that nothing else can. My dad went away to war. Why didn't he come back? Times of economic depression and war seemed to be when lots of talking boards took off. You wrote letters waiting for responses and in the meantime waited some way to know if your son or father was okay. For instance, during the Vietnam War, Parker Brothers buys the Ouija board in 1966, and then in 1967, it outsells Monopoly by $20 on Amazon. That's the only time any game has done that. 
When the Ouija board was invented during Victorian times, it broke a lot of rules at a time when you weren't supposed to be alone with people of opposite sex and people weren't supposed to be touching the Ouija board was built so that you could put in your knees and your fingers would touch so this was the ultimate date game the original directions would say that for best results use with two people lady and gentleman preferred that's why men wanted to buy it for women and that is pretty much what I was going to just read off for the history uh, behind this week behind the Ouija board um, it makes sense that during those hard and trying times that they wanted to um, they wanted to you know just talk to their loved ones during the battle I mean what would you guys want to do um, clearly they wanted to know if they were okay uh, that's probably an often question they would ask um, if they're okay maybe the way they left it before left their relationship before um, they died or their death um, didn't go as planned they would say want to say I'm sorry um, so yeah just different things like that um, very interesting stuff with the Victorian period and wondering who actually came up with the idea I thought that was that was pretty interesting um, but anyways, yes, and it did put up a point, I'm going to be talking about this a little bit later, um, about not using the Ouija board by yourself. Use it with people. It, and that is very emphasized um, because, um, sorry about that. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I did not follow that direction and it went wrong for me. Um, so use it with a group, literally or not literally, but physically, um, because I literally had a group with me, um, but they weren't with me. They were on my phone. Um, so anyways, um, actually, we're going to go right into that story right now. Um, and again, if you want to, um, just email in uh, one of your personal stories that you want to be told on Unexpected Hauntings by using email unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. Okay. So, um, here's up to my personal story. It happened about three years ago um, whenever I was very skeptic. In my skeptic years, you know, everyone's um, pretty skeptic about this kind of stuff and think that it's, oh, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus, um, as to say, you know, from that movie, Hocus Pocus. But, um, but yeah, I learned, uh, learned the hard way that it was not a bunch of hocus pocus. So I guess the story first starts off. Um, three years ago, I was at a tech college. Um, graduating for uh, for a film degree and uh, I can't tell you the specifics where I went um, but anyways there was a mall nearby and um, I was with a group of friends um, after we got out of class we went to the mall and uh, I decided and spotted out a Ouija board in a local bookshop in the mall and so I thought well what the hell can happen I'm just gonna go get this Ouija board 
and uh, maybe maybe on like a rainy night or a stormy night or something I'll I'll use it so anyways um, my friends like dude you don't want to mess with that strange strange uh, shit's gonna happen shit's gonna hit the fan if you use this and I was hard-headed at the time didn't think anything of it so I ended up buying it and bringing it home and so um, actually a week after I bought the board I uh, um, had the perfect opportunity because it was actually a little bit getting a little bit warmer outside um, my parents were leaving the house for going camping and my sister was actually leaving for a couple of days so I had the house to myself um, and uh, it was actually storming that night and so I was like huh you know what this is a perfect time to prove and see if the Ouija board works I did not know what would happen after this but anyways I took the board downstairs and I read up on the Ouija board saying that it doesn't work that well if you don't have any candles lit so what I did I brought down two candles um, lit both of them and um, started and I thought well it might be kinda cool just to have some people on hold so I had a couple of my friends um, a guy and a girl I won't say their names maybe you know uh, Nick and Susie will say um, and basically had both of them on FaceTime um, one of them on my laptop and one of them on my phone at the time because there was a computer downstairs um, with a laptop and um, so pretty much did the little Ouija board experiment with them and um, sat down on the sofa put the Ouija board on the coffee table lit those candles and had everything set so pretty much um, had them facing me so they couldn't see anything in the back so all they could see was pretty much just the candles and the board in my face um, and maybe well you know the sofa behind me or whatever um, but anyways I started off with saying spirits we hold before are there any spirits that are near near me or whatever um, whatever phrase it said on the board um, to start off with and um, so waited for a while nothing you know uh, about 20 minutes or so and uh, my friend was like you know it doesn't work unless if you actually um, believe it's gonna work you can't just throw it out there and be like oh it's gonna expect to work um, so I got pretty pissed and was just like man this this thing is not working why is it not working um, and before you know it I still had my um, still had my hand on the uh, little uh, what's it called um, Oh gosh, what is it called? Um, 
what is that thing called? Plat planchet? Planchet. Yeah, my bad. Planchet. Um, so pretty much, I um, still had my hand on the planchet and was about to give up. And then all of a sudden, I asked it a question, just a normal question. I was like, okay, if there are any spirits nearby, tell me your name. Um, so, slowly by, little by little, um, it spelled out a name. Went, went, went to L. Went to U. And so on and so forth. And it spelled out Lucy. Now I was like, okay, so it's girl spirits nearby, okay. Um, so pretty much, you know, I asked what happened to her, and um, it spelled out murder. And I was like, okay, okay, this is getting interesting. Um, it spelled out murder, and I was like, well, this is a fairly, you know, this is an, an old neighborhood, and of course I live next to the lake. Um, which I know that there are rumors that the lake is cursed near my house because it was a man-made lake. Um, a lot of people didn't get to escape that lake um, in time before they filled it up. So there's still bodies and houses and everything down in that lake. Um, so I was thinking it might be a resident from the lake. And I asked, uh, were you a resident of the lake beside my house before it was filled said no I was like okay so I just went on and asked more and more questions and was getting more involved with this so called Lucy character right and all of a sudden um, my friend she, she says what's that right behind the left side of your shoulder I was like I don't know and I felt something cold behind my left shoulder, but I didn't say anything because I was like, well, this is the basement. Um, there's cold pockets of air in the basement, right? There's it's going to be cold. So I was just thinking, oh, yeah, it's nothing. It's just, you know, maybe just the cold air. Um, but anyways, she said, um, who is that down there? Is that is that one of your parents? And I said, no, my parents are off um, camping up in the mountains and my sister is off um off for a couple of days and she said well there's this this man that is clearly behind your left shoulder and he looks his facial expressions do not look nice at all and um i was like what i was like can you make anything out she said no it's just like a shadow shadow figure she said I was like okay I'm kind of freaking out what the hell um, so pretty much that canceled that out that was that Lucy was a little girl um, I've also read up that spirits can actually hide their identity and make you think that they're just a little innocent girl but they could be something much much more much much worse so, with that being said, um, I pretty much said goodbye to everyone on FaceTime, and I was like, okay, this is a pretty, pretty messed up situation, so, uh, said every, um, so, said goodbye to everyone on, on the FaceTime or whatever, 
Um, and I just closed the box and uh, just put everything away. I didn't think to say goodbye um, to the board or to Lucy, as you'd say. Um, and that was a big mistake, actually, because um, weeks on and weeks on, um, I had some pretty bad dreams of drownings and killings uh, that happened place at the lake. And I don't think I told anyone about that. Um, that would just be like, I would be like being watched and being chased. And then I would wake up and I would just be like filled with sweat. Um, just very interesting because it's like, I've never had any dreams like that, that I would wake up and would be drenched in sweat. But, um, also during the day, one time there was a moment where, um, the dog, our dog was off to the groomers for the day. And it was just me and my sister. We were about to go out to go get something to eat for lunch. And, um, basically, um, we were both at the door. We opened the door and we heard a loud growl, growl in the kitchen area. Excuse me. And we both looked at each other. We were like, what? And we were like, that is so messed up. Um, our dog is at the groomers. What else would be making that, making that sound? And so I told her about what happened and, um, and how I did a little bit of an Ouija board thing. And she asked, of course, did you say goodbye? And I was like, well, shit. I did not think about that. So, that next night, um, I went back downstairs and um, ended up saying goodbye um, to the spirit. And basically said, I am sorry for any harm or anything that I have done to you. Um, I would want to say goodbye. And end, end all of this connection to this Ouija board. And after that, nothing. Um, no knocks or no no growls or anything. Um, before I said goodbye, I used to have uh, a gentleman, uh, an older gentleman kind of like walking on the front porch at night. That would wake me up, walking back and forth. And you can actually see the shadow through um, the... Uh, basically through the uh, the curtains you could see the shadow it was really really weird <laughs> really really messed up but um i am glad that i actually got to say goodbye and um that everything is good with all of that so i'm guessing pretty much that's that's all my ouija board experience um with uh with all of that and my stupidity, <laughs> as you will, um, it does work out there if you have the mindset that it will. If you don't, then it won't do shit. It won't work. You'll be thinking, I'm just wasting my time. And um, to be honest, that's what I was thinking at first until it started to work.
Um, and then your adrenaline pumps up and you're just wanting to know more and more and more until um, it gets to that point where it's just not safe anymore. But anyways, take heed, guys. These Ouija boards do work. Um, and uh, make sure to uh, move that planchette to goodbye and say goodbye before you even close the box. Because you will thank me in the end, but also um, you shouldn't be doing it in your house anyways. Um, I'm about to be reading you some uh, this normal rules of using the Ouija board. Um, and it might sound like common sense, but I know probably some people have done this. Like, don't use the Ouija board in a damn cathedral or a graveyard. Um, because people have done that. They'll be like, oh, let's do this shit. You know, um, especially like if you're a senior in high school or something. You know, you want to do something crazy. Um, don't do that because... Um, you might be able to awaken something that you can't quite say goodbye to. But anyways, here I'm going to read off some rules um, while using the Ouija board. Okay. Um, rule number one, don't ever taunt a spirit, um, even if you get really curious about it or pissed off about it. Like if it's being aggravating to, to you, don't aggravate back to it because it might might you know, cause something really, really bad to happen. Um, okay. Rule number two, um, be careful with the questions that you ask. Um, some, some of these questions are pretty, pretty crazy. Like when am I going to going? Hold on. Sorry guys. Like when am I going to die or, um, what's going to happen in the future? Um, just weird questions like that. I know people normally wouldn't ask those questions, uh, unless if you're really curious, but uh, just be cautious on what questions you ask, okay? Um, and not all the spirits tell the truth, like that Lucy incident. Um, that Lucy, um, she clearly wasn't a girl because whenever I, whenever my friends she saw the spirit, it was clearly a guy, a shadow figure. Um, so yeah, just be careful with that. Um, also never use a Ouija board alone. Even though I was FaceTiming people, I was running the risk of being in danger. Um, because you run that risk of using the board alone, then you're in grave danger because it can seriously take you over. Um, and I'll be going into a little bit more detail of that. Um, Okay, assign a, a note taker. Um, some of these people that I FaceTime with, I've clarified and talked to just to make sure I got the story straight because sometimes I'm not that good with stories um, and going in grave detail with those. So, um, yeah, just make sure about that. Okay, uh, don't leave the planchette on the board. Okay, so once you're done with saying goodbye, make sure to take that planchette off the board. That is very important. Because if it's still on the board, that means you're still playing. It thinks that you're still, you're still, um, still playing the cards, um, for like, for a lack of words, um, of, you know, the spirits that think, oh, you're still playing. I can still contact you. No, you said goodbye. Take the damn planchette off the damn 
board. Okay. And of course, always say goodbye. Um, always say goodbye to the spirit. That should always be um, the last thing you do. And um, it's just, you know, it's just being courteous and being um, nice to the spirits. Um, but also don't use the board when you're depressed because it does feed off your fear. Um, basically, so... Um, Okay, so my last point was going to be uh, saying goodbye uh, on a Ouija board. Um, also, like I just said, you can always say goodbye, um, or you always have to say goodbye. You can't. You don't have a choice. You have to say goodbye as a sign of being courteous to the undead, um, as always. And um, also, especially when you see these signs... And I'm going to emphasize on these signs. Say goodbye to the board immediately. Um, okay, so for instance, if the spirit starts to count down. Um, and uh, that's that's a serious indication that something might happen. Something might be thrown across the room. I've had stories come in where things have been thrown across the room after a countdown. And, and stuff like that. Stuff like that really actually happens. Um, spelling the alphabet, I've never heard of that one before. Um, drawing a figure eight, yeah. Um, which drawing a figure eight just of course means drawing a figure eight with the planchette and fast motions. It can start off slow and then it can get super fast. I've seen this before and it is serious. You guys should be saying goodbye immediately when you see this stuff. Um, of course, Zozo. So, um... I'm sure you guys have seen or heard of um, Zozo, which is a um, demonic entity entity that can possess someone. Um, it's very, very serious stuff. If it spells out Zozo, immediately, immediately say goodbye to the board. And I'll just give that damn board away. <laughs> to be honest, I would just give that board away to someone and just not say a damn word about it. Um, because you do not want to deal with Zozo. Um, very, very crazy shit. Because if you um, read up on Zozo, you can definitely see what it does to people. Um, it can feed on your fear. Once your fear is taken, it can control your life. No shit. It really can. But anyways, guys, um, I think that that will be it for the Ouija board special. I hope that you enjoyed these stories and um, that you enjoyed the history of learning about the Ouija boards. Just be careful out there, guys. And um, if you do use a Ouija board, make sure you're with a group and say goodbye always. But I hope to see you guys on the second episode of Season 2 of Unexpected Hauntings. And stay safe out there, listeners. See you guys.